It's time to be heard. It's time to stand up and be counted. It's time for One Too Many Voices with your host, Love Scopes author and father of all things One Too, Mark Husson. Hey everybody, welcome to yet another edition of One Too Many Voices. This is a really special show for me because it is about love. Not only that, it's during the love season and not only that, I'm talking to three people whom I happen to love very much and I've gotten to know and respect. You will recognize them. They are some of the icons of the One Two family. I'm so honored that they agreed to actually be here and actually be here in our time, reality time, early. And so let me start. Uh, she, You'll recognize the names right away. She's, she is uh, synonymous with the name Goddess. You'll see her face, her beautiful blonde hair on many things that take place in the One Two family. She uh, takes tours. She represents the feminine aspect of the goddess. She teaches you how to do it. Uh, ben has a beautiful show, the Donna Virgilio show at One Two Radio. Please welcome my lovely guest, Donna Virgilio. Donna, are you with me? I am. Thank you, Mark. Thank you so much. I love you, too. I love, you know, you have some of my favorite people in the room today, too. I love you all so much. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank you. There's a lot of love here. There really is. Next, mm-hmm. you'll recommend, you you might recognize this name also. She is another icon of the One Two family. She has been with us. She just celebrated her fourth year anniversary. It blows my mind. You'll see her. She teaches psychic development with the Tarot. She is a psychic par excellent. You'll know her name, Psychic Cat, Kathleen Hall. Cat, are you with me? Hi, Mark. Thank you. Yes, and I'm so happy to be here. And yeah. as every everyone knows, it's my favorite topic. And <laughs> I'm I'm ecstatic because the two people you chose, uh, Donna Virgilio, is the actually the person who really is responsible for getting me back in touch with the feminine divine or or that side of my personality Aww. where I can dig into that again and Mo is the person responsible for my love of learning and teaching and he's really inspired me to go that route and that and so Mo I, is... I and you of course I need to say nothing so I love you <laughs> and I love see I told you, you guys there's a love fest here and she already <laughs> we already know that Mo is our next guest I know you've come to love him too he's a very special guest on the panels he offers incredible wisdom and he is just another icon you just want to hug and not let go Mo Welcome, Mo Abdelbaki. Mo, you with me? I'm here. Thank you very much. Thank you for those wonderfully kind words, Kat. And you know the feeling is quite mutual. (laughs) I told you guys there's a lot of love happening in this room today. And uh, it's also perfect because we're going to talk about love to you guys today. And I really like to kick it off picking Mo's brain, of course. And I just want to ask, Mo, can you give us a reason behind why the heck Valentine's Day is smack dab in the middle of the airiest, most uh, fixed cycle that we're in, (laughs) the Aquarius cycle? Sure. (laughs) There there actually is a really good reason for it. I knew you'd have one. Let us know. Well, there was a a festival of Juno known as – well, February. The word February means uh, cleaning. Uh, purification. You've heard of Febreze, right? <laughs> yes, the, uh, stuff. They get their name from the this Latin festival. Um, and uh, Februara, I think, is what it was. And it was a festival to Juno. And it was one of atonement, taking, you know, cleansing yourself and, and getting your world in order. But before that, there was um, a festival of Lupercalis. And Lupercalis was the wolf, the wolf energy, lust, the drive. 
And so it was a festival of the senses and sensuality. So what it came to be was on the 14th of February, what we would call the 14th of February, you would have this big, okay, let's have some fun. <laughs> you know, let's have romantic love and all of that because the next day, the Ides of February, the 15th, uh, was a day when you had to swear it all off for a while and cleanse uh, up. Yeah. So. That is where it got its ancient roots, but also from the fact that during this time of year, our ancestors looked around and saw animals doing things uh, to produce babies, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and they said, wow, if they've got that idea, maybe we should too. So it was a time of pairing and a time of getting together. And then, of course, you had offspring coming in the springtime, um, uh, not long from when it started. So this is a natural time for thinking about pairing up. Wow. Now, I tell you, there is great festival around this. And I just, as you were talking, I segue into a Hallmark uh, car, uh, commercial now to the current time with broken hearts and love and, and romance. Uh, Donna Virgilio, he talked a lot about um, Juno, the goddess uh, uh, energies going on. Is there a goddess association with Valentine's Day that you are familiar with? You know what? There are a lot of goddesses actually associated with the whole month of February all around the world. Um, but uh, actually, I was just reading about this last this last month about it's February. It's time to be thinking about in bulk. We have the goddess um, Bridget that's associated with that. And and there's several goddesses. I don't have them all written yeah. down for you right now today. But the one that makes me think of love, is, of course, is the goddess Venus. Yep. Um, and uh, I don't think that's her day, but... Um, you know, so yes, the, actually the goddess is about love. And so all the goddesses you can call upon, but particularly in the month of December, or excuse me, February, I think we call on the goddess Bridget. I love that. Okay. Yeah. 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 So the goddess it, of fire. Yeah. She's the fire goddess. Yeah. And she's the fire goddess and she's the goddess of healing and, uh, Smithcraft and, Oh, she's just a wonderful, actually, so she's a wonderful goddess to call upon at this time. And also, I believe at the end of the month is a time when women used to have the opportunity to ask a man to marry her. Uh, the role's reversed, huh? Mm -hmm. I love that. So this is like February gets b b busted for a lot of relational things. Is there a um, – so, okay, Kat, we're going to segue to you. Is there a, in your world when February comes around as a, as a psychic, all of you may have this, but do you notice what I keep hearing in February is people dreading it who, who don't have a relationship because there's such a hunger for it. Do you find February to be a particularly tough time for love? I definitely do, Mark, but I feel over time to get the message out, you know, for me, and I've been accused of this many times over, I just love on, and, and I preach it all the time to just love on every level and really go into that place of, okay, it's one day of the year, we put so much expectation on it, and then we're disappointed the next morning or, you know, the ne and, and, and me being um, <laughs> as uh, silly as I am, I choose that day as my way wedding day at one point. And of course, 10 years later, that's over. So I have to relive that every year. So I, <laughs> I, I feel, I feel that, uh, you know, over time to, to really get the message out that Valentine's day, even though it, they do have a specific, you know, com a label on it and it's commercialized and we see our, you know, our TV commercials increase and the rings and the, and the flowers and stuff. I feel it's really important to get back into the 
the truth of, of every day and really accept love any day or any time of year. And I think that's what I'm, I've been doing, uh, you know, to try to minimize the disappointment of that moment or, and how many pe- people have I known that have actually proposed on February 15th because they didn't want to do what the whole world said. And then they go turn around and shock their future bride. Yeah. You know, I've seen that many times. So I, I believe that it's really important to just love and, and it doesn't matter 365 days a year, you know, we're here to do it. So yeah, that's really where I go with it. <laughs> yeah. We are here to do it. I, know. I don't get that option often. You know, that's a different story. So. Out of my mouth, of course. I think whether you're with a partner or not, and I have to say, it seems like often I'm single around February around Valentine's Day. But one of the things that I always do is that I celebrate it no matter whether I'm with someone or not, because what we're really celebrating is love. And so I, every year, if I'm alone, I... I invite someone to be my Valentine. And sometimes it's my daughter. Sometimes maybe it's my ex-boyfriend that I'm friends with, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll invite just someone. Will you? I'll say, will you be my Valentine's Day or uh, Valentine for Valentine's Day? Because they don't have a Valentine either. And so we're like, yes, let's do it. And Aww. then we just give each other flowers or celebrate the love that is present, currently present in the relationship. And if you notice, I also mentioned, you know, ex-boyfriend friend who you you know you can be friends with people from your past and you can still honor and celebrate the love that was once there our world that's still there it's always there love lasts forever (laughs) hey mark can i just you know what's so funny (laughs) can you mo that's gonna be the question i know go ahead (laughs) (laughs) one of the things that the problem that comes with valentine's day i believe is the whole myth of saint valentine himself may or may not be true that he was marrying (laughs) roman centurions and it was against the law for them to get married But that's not the point. You know, the point is it's one of voluntary uh, connection with somebody. It was the Lupercalis was a very sexual um, holiday in Rome. Uh, Almost everything was, I think. But the other side of that is that um, wolves mate for life. And that was something that was not lost upon them. So the really the onus was on the person to really think about what it is they, they wanted, what it was they wanted in a mate. Not necessarily to pick that mate, but to at least be conscious of the fact that nature mandated these wolves to mate for life and that it wasn't a bad idea for us because it makes life less complicated. However, I don't know anyone who's done it yet, yeah. at least not in modern times. <laughs> well, exactly. It's, and that's why I think a very good point. The pressure is on maybe in our cells, maybe in our genes to get a mate around this time. Donna has a great solution. Ask somebody. In fact, I was thinking about maybe starting a business. I'll say yes, but I'll say, like people ask if they did and I would go, well, what are you giving away? Like, what's the gift? And I get all these people. All I have to do is send them flowers, but they're sending me gifts. I had this little fantasy while she was talking. Anyway, to segue back (laughs) into it, I wanted to find out if you... What if the pressure is on to get a mate? Where do you guys stand with ritual and with uh, and and I want to talk about the moral and the and the fun and the ethical part of ritual for creating a partner. Anybody want to jump in? Uh, Mark, I definitely do okay, because I'll we'll get a chance. Go ahead. I, 
I feel like, and I want to say something about what Donna said first, because I think it's important to also know, and, and for myself, I think I've had happier Valentine's Days when I was single than partnered because there was no disappointment. Yeah. So I think it's it's a fun experience to just open up to receive and, and you really never know where it's coming from. And as far as attracting a mate, I, I really believe it starts, uh, of course, you know, the air sign that I am. I, I go to my brain first or my mind. But I think manifestation is really powerful. And one of the biggest mistakes we make is, is the statement, and we hear this over and over again as psychics, is that it'll never happen for me. And I want to take that away, throw it out, you know, and wake up in the morning and say, today is going to be my day or, you know, in this moment or what, you know, and, and really open ourselves up to remove boundaries or restrictions because people say, you know, I'll never do it that way or it'll never happen that way. And I hear that word never so much too frequently when it, when it comes to love. And when you really wake up and, 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 in, in your day and you start your day and you really believe or start to believe that it can happen for you, it's amazing the opportunities that show up without restricting where it could occur because it could be your front door, it could be around the corner, or it could be 3,000 miles away. You just never know. And I think it's important to really believe that. Nice. And do you, do you guys like um, – do you have a specific ritual, say, Donna? Do you have something that you might do to attract love into your life? And I want to find out where you all fit in with that morally or if, is it okay? Donna, do you have something you do? Oh, I love – first I want to address is it moral or okay? And I want to say absolutely yes, it's okay to do ritual. It's, hey. However, we can pray. <laughs> prayer, takes, prayer takes many forms. And ritual is just another way to pray, nice. to re- request to the universe what you want to have in your life because there's we do have this Christian view of – that you can only pray a particular way. And if you do ritual, that must be something evil or satanic or whatever. And it's not, if we really, really look at this and, and, and from a scientific perspective, when we, we actually have had people like Dr. Emoto do research on prayer and prayer produces Mm -hmm. results in our lives. We, we know this. And so it helps heal others. It helps us draw into what we want. It really is just a request to the universe of what it is that we'd like to have. So ritual might, maybe you get really elaborate. And I know Mo knows about this, rituals that can become very, very involved and elaborate. And he's even shared with me, you don't have to go quite that far to get what you <laughs> No, No chicken heads or blood yeah, or anything like that. We're okay. You know, we can do it without in fact, keep it simple, but be focused, have intention, and focus on love. Focus on, don't wait for love to come to you either. It's like you put the prayer, you put the request, the ritual, whatever it is you decide to do. And I do do ritual, by the way, because I just love, I just think it's fun. And you put it out there to the universe and then you go out into the world. And like what Kat said, you want to remove all the barriers that would keep love from coming. And you do that by loving first. And you start out by just loving everyone around you. Yes. And perhaps, you know, there are people you're like, ah, but I can't love that person. Well, okay, don't go over there and love that person right now. You can save them for when you're filled up and full of love 
And in the meantime, you start with the thing, the, the simple things, the people in your life you know that are going to return love to you because you just already know that's how they are. And you just build upon that. You build upon that. And, and then you come to this place where you're standing so fulfilled and so powerful in love that you were such a magnet and such a beacon for love in your life. And you attract all kinds of people. And then you get to choose. It's so true, Donna. I, I totally validate that because when I wake up in the morning and say, I want to go meet someone new today or tonight I'm going to have the, you know, just putting it out there. Uh, it's shocking how it really does unfold Okay, but in defense you. of the people that, you know, you guys are a women, you're attractive, you're blonde, you're in shape, whatever. I mean, there's <laughs> those of us who sit here and go, well, wait then a minute. Yeah, yeah, no, no. <laughs> well, Mo, I was you gonna, know what? Was you know what? It is you. about, Mark, I will answer that right away. It isn't about physical appearance. It is about who you are being in the world because when men, your spirit for men when your spirit is a bright shining light you can't keep the women away from you what? i mean I, I know from personal experience i have met men in my life that i would go mm, they're not that physically attractive say on match.com you meet them in person and oh my gosh, they're just like a magnet. Uh, so it isn't never... really about the physical. It really is about who you're being yeah. in the world. Well, that brings up a segue that I was going to uh, see with what Mo thinks about this too. Mo, is it is it possible to um, attract somebody through a spell? Do you think? And 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 I th- I think I know you're gonna, what your answer is going to be. And I want to know if you think it's uh, possible. A and is it morally okay? Um, yeah, it is more than possible. It, it's it's absolute. I've done it. Uh, when I was a very young man, um, I met a woman. I met a woman who detested me at first sight, but for me, it was uh, lust at first sight. And uh, and I, she really didn't like me, and I kind of pressed myself, tried to, and she avoided me. And you know, I would call, and she, they'd say she's not here, and I knew she was. So I, I bought a rose and I charged it. Um, and magically charged it. And it's, it's more than its vibration. And there is this essence of biometric power that we do have. I'll say this, there is something I know that is more than prayer. And that is the basis of magic with a K, as we call it. Um, so the idea is um, I gave that rose to her, to, to a roommate to give to her. And within 24 hours, she was very interested in me and actually said to me on a date, the first date, I feel like a spell's been put on me, and I denied it. <laughs> and I paid for that for 20 years. <laughs> I, That's I amazing. For that spell. Now, you know, uh, I have wonderful children from that reunion. (laughs) Really? Uh, But I think the statute of limitations is over on, on that sort of thing. But the point is, you don't, it's wise Magic works. I'm all for it. Is it moral? During certain, I you remember when I was doing stuff at the Twelfth House I Bookstore, do. Mark? Um, I was doing some rituals for people. Yes, I remember. That's why I asked you that question. Yeah, yeah. And and you know what? It's I. What I did was moral, but what they did was not. They didn't fill me in on all the details. For example, the woman who really wanted the guy. And I did the rituals and, you know, it, it worked. What she didn't tell me was he was married. Mm. Uh, ultimately, it turned into a, a terrible situation for her, in my opinion, as it should have. And I played a part of that and I should have known better. But to be honest with you, I was kind of experimenting, you well, know. So yes. is it moral? Yes, it is. 
if it is done without the desire to twist someone else's life into shape, you know, Um, just because you can cause someone to be infatuated with you doesn't mean they'll love you. I found that out the hard way. Yeah, no, and I think the ladies here are really underscoring the idea that you wake up with an inner sense of that magic in you and you go out into the world to attract it back towards you. And I know that is a life that they represent. And which brings me to the point of, Kat, have you ever caught somebody that you just jonesing over, jonesing over, jonesing over, just wanting spells, da da da, and got them and had that same thing happen that Mo talked about? I, I have done uh, spells. I've participated <coughs> in spells back in my 20s, and I actually had a serious tragedy around me that occurred. And it wasn't, it wasn't, it was actually over having a child. So I wanted to have a child so badly. And, and of course, there's, there's love at the underside of that. But I actually attracted um, in the, you know, with the people that I was dealing with, the, the group of witches or, you know, they, they, they were um, a coven and I would do anything at that moment to have a child. And then through that, I actually wound up getting divorced, pregnant because my husband at the time attracted another love from an opening or, or I would say till this day, the opening of him attracting love outside of our our marriage and and I literally went through divorce eight months pregnant, but I did get my child. So, you know, it was, uh, there, I have a lot of, I know that it works. I had somebody send me uh, a soulmate candle and I had no idea of it until the day it was coming. She wrote me a note. She said, I sent you a candle to attract your soulmate. And that very night I met Michael and I hadn't even opened the candle. So to me, it's like, you know, if energy, it, it just depends on what it is. Yeah. Uh, right. I'm so, I'm so mixed about it. I believe in it. I, I love the, the work around it. I love the intention, but you know, as impatient as I am, I just want to get up in the morning and go, today's the day or, you know, the, how the candle was still in the mail. And then that night it happened before I even opened it is beyond me, but it, it's the truth. Like yeah. the, somebody set an intention for me and, and, you know, and, you know, soulmate is a broad term, but it was a person that I actually connected to and, uh, you know, find yeah. love with. Can I, can I just interject Something. one Absolutely. thing? People, you know, say, well, okay, you tell that story and about how with the rose and all that, how could you have been so misled? And to this day, I know I wasn't misled. No, I agree, Mom. That person I saw that I instantly, the moment I laid eyes on her, I was completely and totally captivated, was destined to be the mother of my children. Right. And that is, and they are amazing people. And that's the key, that sometimes those connections are made, but we try to turn them into more. I don't know how else to put it. Can I say something also about my divorce? Mm, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I, I would have never been on this amazing path as as far as I've come to be able to help others and and I'll say love others because I do love everyone and it's an ongoing joke at the moment. But I would have never <laughs> I would <laughs> I would have never come so far in my life had I not gone through that divorce. And of course, I have two beautiful children. So you just never know why at the moment I it was someone who was not faithful to me. So of course, you know, the universe is going to step in or and, and say, this is not your person for life. You deserve yeah. much more. 
So I was grateful. Absolutely. And I think the, the, the important thing here to know is sometimes what we do is we, we're, we're already on the path to the destiny of whatever it is that the person is going to be in our lives. Yes. And the, all the other rituals and all the other things are just things exactly. to help calm us down and ground us in and maybe Can make I add, it feel. Yes, please add. I, yeah, thank you. I want to add one thing to that because um, I actually had that happen to me where um, a man who I had known for many, many years – and I knew uh, practiced practiced a form of medicine or magic, and he gave me a gift one day. And when he gave it to me, I looked at him, and all of a sudden, for the first time, I saw him as, oh my gosh, he is so attractive. Oh, I'm so attracted to him. Wow. And in the moment, I said to myself, oh, but I wasn't attracted to him for the last several years. What just happened? And I realized, because I'm a psychic, and... Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, I have a little knowledge around it that he was he was just doing something to he, he was doing some magic on me. And I thought, oh, OK, I'm going to back off of this thing because I know I really don't want that. So I was very that was kind of a lucky, lucky break that I gave myself in that moment because he would have been the wrong person for me. But I think magic is a catalyst. It isn't a guarantee yeah. that it's all going to go. So I want what I don't want people to miss is that or be afraid of is if, if something like that happens and someone uses magic on you or you do that, there's no guarantee that that's going to last forever like he did that magic spell or whatever he did and i got it but it 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 can be something that lasts a long time but i don't want people to be afraid of it and think that they don't have their power around a situation like that so no i think you still have a say mark and his guests will be right back after this short intermission We can all use a little help from our friends as we move through our daily lives with all of the various ups and downs. I'm Kathleen. My friends, the archangels and other light beings, invite you to join us at Kathleen Peterson and Friends at 11 a.m. every Friday, where I channel their messages of love, support, encouragement, and guidance. Won't you join us at Kathleen Peterson and Friends right here at 1-2 Radio, changing the way we think about the world. Yes, I get by with a little help from my friends, with a little help from my friends. What do you see when you look deeply into your heart? Can you see your heaven on earth? Is the enchanted garden in your heart filled with an abundance of flowers, angels, unicorns, waterfalls, maybe rainbows? If it isn't yet, allow your garden to fully bloom now. My name is Anushi Asta. I am the host of Heaven on Earth, a weekly show where I help you plant the seeds of abundance and love into your heart's garden so that you can live your dream life. Tune in Thursdays at noon Pacific here on One Two Radio, where we are changing the way you listen to the world. 
So there I am standing before a pile of rocks in the yard. A 30-something stay-at-home wife and mother of two adorable daughters. I have a house to tend, I have meals to cook, and I am sleep-deprived. I pulled these rocks to plant flowers. It's what you do, right? My babies nap, and I should too, but here I am just staring at those rocks. How did I get here? I'm a concert pianist, an artist. It's all I know. Two buckets of water later, I'm washing those rocks, one at a time. My mind wanders, searching for understanding, and just like that... The desire to find the through line is born. Join Christine every Friday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific to listen and discuss all the amazing ways the through line is showing itself to you. That's the through line with Christine DeMaurier, live on 1-2 Radio, Fridays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. Looking to be motivated motivated activated activated inspired inspired empowered empowered impassioned call me susan dentino on one two listen i will get you i will get the answers you seek together we will make it happen In a land of myths and a time of magic. Oh, yes, Merlin's magic and ancient stones. What? No, not those kind of stones. I mean Stonehenge, Avebury, Glastonbury, Tintagel, Merlin's Cave. Come and find out more about being on the Merlin's Magic and Ancient Stones Tour with Val Camosi and me, Erica Longdon. Friday at 8 Pacific on 1-2 Radio. Hi, I'm Mark Husson. When I created 12listen.com, I envisioned a service that could offer immediate relief from the dilemmas of daily life. On demand. I knew that many of you have been hurt by similar services on the internet because I've been in this industry for over 25 years, and I know that when you're hurt, the promise of a fix sounds irresistible, regardless of who's offering. The advisors at 12listen.com are extraordinary, not because they've endured weeks of observation and testing, but because they promise to make their work here their number one priority. That means you will be speaking to someone who's here for you. We're not a perfect service, but we believe becoming a perfect service starts with having the courage to strive for perfection. I'm Mark Husson and 12listen.com and the 12 family are my purpose. Give us a try. And if you've tried us before, try again because I'm convinced that life is better when you don't feel alone. Thank you. This is Heather Hildebrand, host of Days of Faith. You're listening to 12 Radio, changing the way. We listen to the world. If you'd like to be a guest on a panel, drop a note to voices at 12radio.com. And now, here's Mark. What do you think it is about the words, I love you, you guys, that is so important to people here? And what are your feelings about it? Mo, can we start with you? What, do you, what does it mean to you? And why is it so important to the world to hear those three words? I 
I really believe in those words. Um, and I had a, let's say girlfriend, it wasn't really that, but when I was a much younger man who I, I uttered the words to her, I love you. And she looked at me and she was a witch. <laughs> she knew exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. And she looked me in the eye and said, don't ever say that to anybody if you don't mean it. And it, it affected me so strongly that I never have. Mm. And so when I say to someone, I love them, I mean it. It is, it is the absolute best gift we can give anybody is love. And it's, it's important to hear because that's why we're here. We're here to be loved, to love others. So true. And, and, that's, why it's such, and that's why it's so hard for people to say it. And there are different levels of it, of course. You well, know, and that, I think that's tough too because it's the destroyer of relationships. It's also like the bringer of them, right? Because you say, yes. I, love, "I said I love you." Oh my God, he's dying! <laughs> <laughs> See, that always makes me upset. Um, I, you know, saying I remember back in high school, a friend of mine turning to me one day uh, and saying, um, "Hey, Mo, I love you." And I was really conflicted, like, well, what does he mean? Is he, you know, going to come on to me or, you know, whatever? And he looked at me with this look, and I realized he loved me. And I said, I love you too. And it was a wonderful relationship. It was not sexual. It was just the fact that we were two human beings on the planet who absolutely resonated Oh. And and that, that that changed me because love in my family was a little bit strained, to be honest with you. And I craved love. And that was the whole purpose of the Summer of Love was to spread love and to, to break down the barriers that keep us from saying I love you and, and that keep us from hearing it and believing it. Well, I think that to our experience of, of matters, and I'm going to hear from Kat and Donna too, I do think that there's um, like if a st- the people who say I love you to me in my early days, stalkers, uh, people who would never let me go, or um, the people who uh, scared the hell out of me on some level or another. So Mark. to me, that was like, okay, I don't like saying that word, but I mean, I want to hear you all. Go Mark, ahead, I have something to say because yeah. I know I pushed it. I always push the love word over the edge with you because I say it yes. all the time. Yep. And it has been a topic for me completely in that my father never told me he loved me until the night before he died. And when he did, you know, I guess that stayed with me. Now, I, I was in my early 30s. And so living your life without the man of you your dream, you know, your, your best friend in the world who never said, I love you. And then he says it and then he leaves. And then you have, you know, um, I, I always, always love everyone that I connect to on some level. And like Mo said, it doesn't have to be sexual and people look at you cross-eyed. And in, in my current relationship, it's hysterical because, I'm with someone who can't say it, or if he does say it, it'll be a joke. Like, I'll say, what did you say? And he'll say, I'm spending too much time with you right now, you know, like that kind of thing. So it may slip here and there, and it has been, and, you know, there have been comical little things about everywhere we go, the word love shows up, or someone will say to him, I love you, man, I love you, you know. So this is a huge topic for me right now, and that I really never want to limit my love, because when somebody that you really love 
dies that, you know, the moment after you say it, you are reminded that anyone can leave you before you tell them that you love them. And I think that is paramount in, in human, for humanity and for purpose and what is our mission in, you know, in life? What are we here to do? Well, so what's the big deal? Yeah, I think it's interesting that the Gemini says it's important that you tell me, which is really good. Right. Mo says it's important. Those are very powerful words. We're going to hear from Donna too, but I have to tell you, I think they're the most exploited words on the, in the yes. world. That's and that I think our says. behavior is uh, if you if it means that much to you that it's said, I'm telling you, and all the behavior gets ignored because those those three words don't come out, then I will probably never say them. Donna, let's hear your take on it. Sure. First of all, I look at love from initially from a spiritual perspective in that I think that that's who we are. Yes. I think we are love and that we get to express that love or we choose not to express that love. The drama, the interpretations of how it gets expressed is different different for each individual. And I don't think that in itself is love. It's just kind of the way we go about showing it or giving it. The drama of the of the girl who stalks you, that's not love. That's some other problem. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's not love. I, I don't care what she's saying. That's not love. So that I mean, that's a fast version of what I think love is. But I think love is essentially who we are, and then it gets expressed, and then but the drama around it. That's not what love is. That's just our drama. Yeah, that's just our is. stories. That's just our interpretations of love. It's our love soap is, operas. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and I think then, if you have to say it, it's a little arrogant. Honestly, no offense to anybody that says it, Kat. This isn't about you. But I've had friends who just go, I just love you. And it's like, this is how much I love you. And it's like, really? I don't care. I mean, I don't want to hear it. I want to see it. I just really think you, your, <laughs> your need to express it becomes almost arrogant. And I, that's where right. I get crazy on it. But, you know, there are people who when they say they love you, they're slipping a shiv into your ribs. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Then you know, you know when it's not genuine right. or when you it do. is genuine. I agree with that completely. Yeah. And I feel it but, when it comes off of ecstasy or cat, your enthusiasm. And when you say, I love you, I know in that moment too, you're really happy. You're saying, I'm really happy and I'm really happy that I'm sharing right. this it's part of my life with you. Right. It's a way to express. Right. And, I, and, and psychologically, you know, when, when my father said it, you know, you wait for it your whole life as a little you know, as a little girl, you're still in, in being the Gemini that I am, the playful person that I am. I'm just like, woo woo, be free. You know, to me, it's freeing. My mom said it to me in my 40s for the first time ever. They were watching some stupid uh, reality show, right? Because they're like, you never say I love you to your kids. So she was like, I love you. And I almost was like, ah, please don't ever say that to me. <laughs> it's just not who you are. But anyway, crazy. So you I'm guys, scared. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Run very far away. I hate self-help things. But you guys, now each of you do something that you teach that has to do with helping people in their love life. Now, we'll all agree here love is universal the love we're talking about is the universal love the connection of the divine the unrequired the un the love that requires nothing from the other person that kind of love and there is yeah. the in love lusty stuff which is really fun but um and i think men particularly when they're in that moment will say anything i mean i will say anything in my lusty moment i don't care i anything <laughs> and so that's why the words tend to mean nothing but when you guys each you all each teach classes each of you do and i want want you to talk a little bit about that, not because I want it to be a promo, but in the intelligence of your classes, I know you found a way to allow love to come into people's lives that is not um, 
that is not harmful and that is actually healthy for the person. So can we start, Donna, we left off with you. Do you have a class that you're teaching on love or anything that's going on with love or tours that you're taking on love? Anything. <laughs> well, actually I do. I have the heart chakra tour <laughs> coming up. Oh my gosh. I did not know that. Yeah. England. Okay. Right. Right. I'll talk about that. Um, basically kind of the theme that runs through my work is about love is really focused on the feminine aspect of our nature in both men and women, although it's, it is specifically directed towards women right now, because that's just my specialty. Um, No other reason than that. And what it is, it's about honoring and loving yourself and honoring the feminine creative nature within ourselves. And it has been not only for the people that I work with very healing, but also for myself. I think that we're all on some level working on healing the the feminine side of ourselves because we do have both the masculine and feminine energy in us. It doesn't matter what genitals we have. It's really about, you know, who we are, that creative, uh, soft, gentle, giving, nurturing side. And then we have the, the other side of ourself that's, you know, more aggressive, more assertive, um, you know, going out into the world and getting what you want um, side of ourselves. Um So the goddess tour that I have going on right now is an opportunity for people to experience honoring the divine feminine because it's something that's been absent from our culture for a couple of thousand years. And so we go to Glastonbury, England, to the Glastonbury Goddess Temple there. It's sort of the central point of the tour. And we go to many places like Stonehenge and the Tor, um, Avebury, Stone Circle, and a lot of ancient Uh, places where we can return to nature, we return to the goddess and connect with something that is really already present within ourselves. But now instead of stuffing it down and pushing away those, those uh, nurturing aspects of our personality, we can actually embrace them and love that, that part of ourselves and really love ourselves and enabling us to go out and love others in that nurturing and giving in kind way. Yeah. So that's what the tour does. And I have mine coming up. Um, Actually, there's only like 10 days left to register for it. And it's almost full. There's just a couple of spots left. And it is um, uh, April 25th through May 1st in Glastonbury, England. And you can go to my website, DonnaVirgilio.com to find out about it. Yeah, that's okay. It's okay. to. I know you feel uncomfortable a little bit like you're making an advertisement. You're not. We need to let people know yeah. what's going on. And I do appreciate that you're working with that feminine energy because, you know, you got to remember love begets love. It extends. Yeah. And I that's another thing. And I, I know you all agree with me. When you're healthy with yourself, when you can enjoy your own company, it's twice as likely that you're going to be able to share that with another person. Person and they're not the reason that you enjoy your life. Just they enhance it. They're the icing. But you enjoy life single, you'll you'll doubly enjoy it with another person. Mo, what are you doing with magic and, and classes and love, etc.? First of all, I'd like to say I'm trying to figure out a way to work in the use the word genitals in this. I uh, know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I did good. <laughs> yeah, you just eliminated them. That's that's, all. that's right. Good. I beat <laughs> <I> Mo. <know. laughs> So anyway, um, I'll say this. I have had the great good fortune of helping many people over the years find their true love. And I've, I've worked on it and tried to refine it. I mean, people who said to me, I will never 
meet that person. And so you work with them on changing that point of view. Yes. And one day they are happy ever after. And I've seen this many, many times. It is possible. So for me, what you said, Mark, is absolutely true. And what Donna said, if you can't love yourself, you're going to draw someone to you who can't love you either. They may want to control you. They may want to use you. Some of them want to use you. Some of them want to be used by you. Oh, that's an old yeah, song, isn't is it? Yeah. <laughs> so I like that song. Um, and the point is, magic, or I, I'm teaching a class in, in Love Magic. I don't know. This will maybe it will air after that. But, uh, you know, well, if the response is good, I'll teach it every day yeah, because Absolutely. I believe in love. And the point is that we must know what's good for us. You know, if you if you you know, if I had my way, I'd probably eat a lot of Twinkies, but that's not a good thing for me. You know, well, I'm older now, maybe. Not. But the point is, we have to know what is good for us emotionally. And we to do that, we have to know who we are. So part of the process is clarification of one's own needs and desires. And that becomes really powerful because then we only draw the people toward us are good for us and the ones who aren't we know right away i love that that's very sweet and so you just are teaching people how to do that in a course over at one two academy is that right i'm teaching them how to little it's called love magic because vibration there is there is a definite essence of magic that deals with the concept of we pluck the string and the vibration is sent up, always remembering that the vibration always comes back down. And that's the key to the priestess in the Crowley deck. If you look at it, you'll see those strings. Um, so the idea is that if you can teach people how to ask properly for it, but also how to know what they really need, it is inevitable. It is unavoidable. You can't miss it. It comes to you nice. every time. Nice. Well put, Mo. Thank you. Okay, Kat, let's talk about what you're doing with love because you, it sounds like the, the, the love bunny in you um, is really spreading some hearts around. And are you doing that in the form of a class too? Or I, I definitely am, Mark. For uh, With my Kaleidoscope series and the psychic development with the Tarot class, many years ago as a teenager when I was searching for love or thinking I had to run off and, and you know, it's everybody's dream to have a white picket fence and I started working with the cards in a different way and I developed my own system in that uh, it, it focused on love and relationships and I started to interpret the cards in a very unique way outside of, of the traditional divination and over time it became very, very real. So it's actually a 32 card system. It's my series three of the psychic development uh, course and it is a, a past present and future lifetime uh, spread of what your love life, your romantic life looks like. And of course, there's a lot of teaching and, and learning through the process. And it, and it brings about not only the past, present and future, but it also has uh, this this little, um, what is unexpected? What do you not see coming? What are the surprises or the shocks? And, and we uncover that and it's been really magical and, and really accurate. And I've had pleasure of, I, I believe just yesterday, someone, uh, you know, called me out of the blue. I hadn't spoken to her in 12 years. And she said, you wrote a reading for me many years ago. And I married the person you said I was going to marry. And it was, you know, just validating over a lifetime of, of use now 
and I, I've I've brought it to one two academy, and it's really it's fun. You know, it's a lot of uh, learning and, and layered, but it's very very true. And now you have it, to have it's taken, really pure. You have to have taken series one class, cat, to take this class. No, actually, for love and relationships is a com- because it's a completely different divination. It's a separate class in its entirety. So if they want to take series two, they have to have series one as a precursor. But at, for series three, it's off. It's only about love and relationships, and it's proven to be a really workable system. I have many students out there using it, and they just love it. Oh, good. Okay, so that's over at One Two Academy. So, yes. you guys, um, this topic of love is, is is we're in the season where we're going to have the love things happening. Valentine's Day is coming up. Mm-hmm. Can you talk just as we close because we're coming to a close? Can you each maybe give a um, a minute or two uh, words of wisdom to people? A that maybe are in partnership, maybe to spice up Valentine's Day, and maybe if you don't have a partner um, after uh, before, they obviously haven't taken your classes but or tours, but if they don't have a partner, um, what maybe a tip for them during Valentine's Day to remember? Donna, want to start? Sure. Okay. It's so funny because I actually had plans for Valentine's Day and they got canceled. <laughs> so, so I have to create something. So I'm so like call said, Donna uh, if you're lonely. Yeah. About, no, <laughs> so no. call me if yeah. you need to make plans. <laughs> I'll be your Valentine. Once you listen dot com, just give me a call. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, what I would do, what I'm going to do again for the people who are single right now is. You know, go find somebody in your life, doesn't matter if it's male or female, young or old, go find a Valentine for yourself. Just be, just share love with someone in your life and ask them to Mm. be your Valentine. That doesn't mean that your boyfriend, girlfriend, getting married, any of those things. It's just sharing love with someone. And if you are with someone, go plan the most amazing, most romantic, uh, day weekend event for yourselves and don't wait for your other partner to do it and don't fight about it just go just do something create something magical whether it is a weekend getaway or it's a really special intimate dinner at home just create something acknowledge your partner because really what people want is to be loved and to be acknowledged and appreciated. And that's the greatest gift that you can give someone for Valentine's Day. Nice. Thank you, Donna, for that. You're hey, Mo, that you is guys... so romantic, oh, Donna. <laughs> that, I'm okay, disgusting. Kat, Kat, you segue. I we'll leave with Mo. Kat, what do you think for Valentine's Day? <laughs> I feel it's very important to communicate and, and to share I, as far as sentiment goes and those small things that mean so much. It could be any day of the year. And Valentine's Day is so, you know, it is, in, it is present. It's in our face. It, it, and it does create confusion sometimes or, you know, ambiguous behavior or, you know, I think it's important to just communicate with your partner if you are in a partnership before it happens and say, you know, how are we going to address this? How are we going to handle it? I need this and you may need this because sometimes it can make people very uncomfortable. So I feel if it's done with openness and love and it's okay to, you know, uh, to give and, and to love freely during that time or that specific day. But I think communication is key and it can really, uh, 
uh, circumvent, you know, maybe feelings of discomfort, especially in new relationships. People don't don't know, you know, yet what our needs are, where where our thoughts and beliefs stand as far as this particular day. So I think it's wonderful to just love and 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 give as you want to give, but also know, remember to communicate first. I think it, it makes for a very easy day instead of a you know the possibility of any. I I like to circumvent any kind of potential expectation or disappointment, and so you can really enjoy your day and know what each other needs yeah i love that the gemini uh, emphasizes communication that's so it's so <laughs> and <laughs> mo, mo, what do you think Shop. for valentine's day and uh, for those that are maybe alone or in relationship what's what advice do you have many years ago it was february 13th and i had just gotten done teaching a class and it was late and i'd had some coffee and i went to the local grocery store to buy a card and i walked into the card section it looked like the ninth level of hell um, there yeah. were probably 50, <laughs> 60 guys standing there, and it was late, and they were in agony. Not one of them was smiling. Not one of them. They're picking up cards, and, and I heard one guy go, oh, God, I hate this. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> and I realized at that moment that's not what it's about, yeah. and that was the last card I gave. Um, I haven't given a card since. Maybe that's not the right thing to say, but <laughs> don't make it about some commercial ideal because right. they cram that stuff down our throats, as yeah. said as a Taurus, um, cheap yeah. Taurus. But it's more about something real, something sincere from the heart. Make a card. If you have great expectations, thank you, Kat, for saying that. Get rid of them. Yes. It's, it's one day to say to someone, you know, this is our day. And it yeah. doesn't matter who our is, does it? No. It's our right. day. And it's a day to recognize that one of the most amazing things about us as creatures on this planet is that we have the concept of romantic love. And this is the one day when we celebrate that great joy of romance. And then that's it. Preach it, Mo. I love it. <laughs> you guys, you Yes, but uh, yes. feel free to send diamonds. It that's really right. is okay. <laughs> the other no, no, they, right. Don't Sorry. listen to Mo. You just, <laughs> you just go ahead and say, I'm over. One, two, listen.com. <laughs> and I, think, I celebrate Valentine's every day. You know, Valentine's Day every day. Yeah. I, I think sentiment is much more. Yeah, Important. it's nice. It is. And don't get married on Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't, it's like, it's like, what's the phrase? Don't shit where you eat. Don't marry on Valentine's Day. It takes the holiday away from you. Our banquet, even our banquet facility was named With Love. You know, we made it to the front cover of a magazine. Aww. and I mean, you know, like it's the whole A lot whole of pressure, experience. isn't it? It's so, and, it, and so I, 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 and I celebrate that every year, you know. Thank you very much. <laughs> I know. That's funny. You guys, you have been amazing. I knew it would be this much fun. It was even more fun. And I do thank each and every one of you for coming. It's just amazing that you show up to support this love group. I know we're going to do this again. We have to because you're just too fun to talk to. Um, I do want to leave with a historic three words that I'm going to say on the air. And I want you all to know and mean it from my heart. Bring me pizza. And, uh, <laughs> this is Mark Hussin. This is One Too Many Voices. I'm so glad you joined us for our special love show. Thank you, Donna. Thank you, Kat. Thank you, Mo. You find these guys at One Too Listen, One Too Academy, and soon in Glastonbury. Thank you all so much for joining me. We'll have another episode very soon. Talk to you soon. Check out the podcast at iTunes. Just type my name in. You'll see it. Mark Hussin. Talk to you soon. Bye now. Bye now.